Hi, I'm Gavin Bennett, and this is the Bridgetown Daily for Monday, July 20th. There's a lot of stuff swirling around in our hearts and our heads these days. We're carrying a lot. Whether it's the global pandemic of COVID-19 and everything in our world and lives that it's changed, or the other global pandemic of racial injustice and all the working and reworking of systems and thought processes and grieving, or more likely, it's some combination of both. Our hearts and our minds are chock full and fit to burst. We're not sure if we can hold anymore. Everything feels so heavy as it is. What do we do? Where do we go from here? Many of us are spending a lot of time waiting. I've been thinking a lot about what it means to be a people of waiting, but not in the passive way, not in the waiting for the world to change sort of way, but a people whose job it is to keep watch with expectation for the horizon to shift. Which makes me think of Advent. And and yes, Advent is part of the Christmas season, but since everything about our world is already upside down, I think it's probably okay to talk about Christmas for a sec. Advent comes from the Latin word adventus, which means the one who is on his way or the one who is coming. The Advent season is a mirrored reflection of, on one hand, Israel's anticipation of the coming of Emmanuel, or God with us, who we now know to be Jesus of Nazareth. But, on the other hand, it's also the season in which we pause to practice the anticipation of his return and of everything that that will entail. To remember that he is the one who is coming, and when he comes, he will wipe away every tear. He will destroy evil of every kind. He will eliminate injustice and right every wrong. He will, in the words of scripture, restore to us the years the locusts have eaten. He will heal every disease. He will bring an end to death itself, which Paul says is the last enemy to be defeated. And we love those things. We want them. We fight alongside God for their reality. And as we look at scriptures, we find beautiful examples of those who have who we can follow, who were people of waiting. We think about Noah and his family who waited for the waters to recede as the ark was floating, or Jacob who waited for Rachel while he worked for Laban, or Rachel who waited for God to open her womb, or David who waited for God to rescue him over and over, or the prophets waited who waited for God uh, to intervene and to change reality, or Simeon and Anna who waited in the temple, quote, for the consolation of Israel. Or the woman in Matthew 9 who was bleeding and touched Jesus' robe, who waited for healing for 12 years. Or the disciples in Acts who waited for the promised Holy Spirit. Or Paul who waited in jail cell after jail cell after jail cell. In all these stories, we discover that our heritage as a people of God is that of a people who wait. And there's beauty in that. There is destiny in it. Our waiting, our watching, our active participation in a changing reality will give us a front row seat to the coming kingdom. And all of this is so beautiful. But waiting can take a toll. Hope deferred for too long can ferment. 
expectation over time can fade. And many of us are feeling that now, five or six months into this quarantine, with all of these things swirling around in our minds and in our hearts, listening for or hearing God's voice can be really difficult at times. So I want to spend some time right now with some simple questions to help name and sort some of what we're carrying around right now, to find a place for some of the heaviness, and to trust in all of that Jesus's goodness and faithfulness to hold us as we pause to hear the Spirit's voice. As I ask these questions, do your best to answer them honestly. Keep in mind that you may not have answers to each of the questions. That's okay. That's not the point. Let the Spirit reveal to you which questions to linger on. Watch, as the Quakers might say, for what glimmers, for what catches the attention of your spirit, and tend to that. Stay there in that place. There are a few topics I want us to pray through. I will read a series of questions about each, and then we'll spend some time quiet together to hear what God might be saying to us. But as we start, get into a posture of peace. I really like having both of my feet planted firmly on the ground, my back straight against the back of a sturdy chair, my hands open in my lap, ready to to let go and to receive, and my eyes closed as I imagine a familiar, peaceful place with Jesus sitting next to me. As you get comfortable, take a deep breath in. And now exhale. Come Holy Spirit. Where does it hurt? What this week caused you pain? Perhaps it's not anything new. Maybe it's really big and really painful. Maybe it's small and you feel silly for letting it affect you that much. Where does it hurt? And what does God want to say to you about it? Next, where are you tired physically, emotionally, spiritually, relationally? Where are you tired and what does God want to say to you about it? Next, where are you anxious? Whether an incredibly loud siren or a low-grade buzzing noise in the back of your head, 
What has unsettled you this week or as you think about next week? Where are you anxious? And what does God want to say to you about that? Next, where do you need God to intervene? Where have you held vigil for so long, but you're not sure you can keep doing it? Or maybe it's a reality or habit or way of life that you're just now waking up to and realizing that you've outgrown. Where do you need God to intervene? And what does God want to say to you about it? Next, what went really well this week that needs to be celebrated right now between you and the Lord? Maybe you need to thank God for it. Maybe you need to hear God say, well done, good and faithful servant. What went well and what does God want to say to you about it? Lastly, what is something that God may be saying that you're missing or not quite catching? And there's no judgment in the Lord's voice. He calls us friends. You are the beloved of the Lord, and there might be something that he wants to remind you about or something that he wants to say to you in this space. What are you missing? And what does God want to say to you? Spirit of God, thank you for speaking to us just now. And even where we felt your silence, we still say thank you, because we believe that you were still present. Whether we sensed you, heard you, felt you or not, thank you. All of these things to which you have called our attention, we now turn back to you. We trust you with them and ask you to be our guide in their midst. 
And as we return them to you, as we wait actively, as we anticipate and watch for your coming kingdom, remind us that you are the horizon of our expectations. Lift our heads and let us lock eyes with you. Give us strength, give us hope, give us courage, and give us rest. <laughs>